0: Are you ready? Are you ready to jump into those mechanical ventilation? So here's where we're gonna start. So now we're talking about positive pressure ventilation. So before we go to the right, remember I said that there's some oxygen, we may go into some non-invasive in some cases. So non-invasive positive pressure ventilation, just for terminology's sake, I think of two main types. It could be CPAP. Now, truth be told, when we talk about continuous positive airway pressure, If you use the word CPAP, I'm going to assume and many pulmonologists will assume that you're talking about obstructive sleep apnea in a home device. We really don't use CPAP per se much in the inpatient setting. And I think it's important because I always remember in the morning that um, we have patients in the ICU, they're doing a spontaneous breathing trial. And I'll ask, um, hey, how is the spontaneous breathing trial doing? What is the patient on? And someone will tell me they're on CPAP, Dr. Raj. And I'm like... Really? What is their, uh, what are their settings? Well, patients on the pressure support of like, you know, 10 over 5. And I'm like, well, technically speaking, that's not really continuous positive airway pressure. If they're on 10 over 5 on inspiration, we get a pressure of 10 above the PEEP. And then on expiration, it's going to drop down to the PEEP. It's more of a what? More of a buy level So we really don't use the terminology CPAP, you know, in a hospital setting. So, most of the time I'll end up using something like a bi level device. Now, for the non invasives, there's two main bi levels you could think about. One is going to be BPAP. You know, remember, BiPAP is a brand. You know, it means like calling it a Pepsi, a Coke, a Dr. Pepper. So, there's a BPAP, and it's bi level positive airway pressure. And you could have that with ST. What does that stand for? Spontaneous and timed. So when you use a bi-level with just kind of like a BiPAP setting, you know, you're going to have your inspiratory pressure and then your expiratory pressure, expiratory being PEEP. And if this is someone that I feel may not be able to trigger, you know, the non-invasive, you know, ventilator, then I give a timed rate, kind of like a backup rate. And that's what the ST is. So under bi-level, there's another type of non-invasive called AVAPs. and AVAP stands for Average Volume Assured Pressure Support. So basically what you're doing here, it's a bi-level device. On inspiration, you dial in a tidal volume. I want this patient to get a tidal volume of 500. So no matter what, on inspiration, they're gonna adjust the inspiratory pressures to guarantee that the patient gets a set tidal volume most of the time because you want the patient to blow off the CO2, maybe they have obesity, or maybe they have COPD or neuromuscular disease of some kind, and of course the expiratory pressure on AVAPs is going to be PEEP, but these are going to be non-invasive. Then the other side here is going to be invasive, and this is what we're going to be focusing on the rest of our time together. So when we talk about invasive positive pressure ventilation, I put them into two broad categories. I think of full vent support and I think of partial vent support. So what really differentiates full and partial vent support is going to be the respiratory rate. So anytime you're on a full vent support mode, you got to dial in that respiratory rate. If you're in a partial vent support mode, there is no respiratory rate to set because it's all going to be the patient. So when I think about a full vent support, I put them into two broad categories. Number one, it could be a very traditional mode. And there are two traditional modes I always will think about that are going to be highly tested on the boards. And that's going to be a volume assist control or it's going to be a pressure assist control. Remember my first slide, two sides of the same coin, we're trying to accomplish the same thing. And this is where a majority of the questions on the critical care boards are going to come from. Do you understand the basics? Then if you're not going to be a traditional mode, you're going to be what we call a dual control mode. And there are gonna be three main examples of dual control modes out there. Number one is gonna be PRVC, pressure regulated volume control, a very, very popular mode that many people use in their medical ICUs, and of course a very popular mode on the board exams. There's something called VAPS, which I mentioned really briefly is volume assured pressure support. And trust me, we don't really use that mode that often. And the last one out there is gonna be SIMV and I think many of us are familiar with it we refer to that as synchronized intermittent mechanical ventilation so those are going to be the three main dual control modes that I'm going to think about. So if it's not going to be full support it's going to be partial vent support no respiratory rate is going to be set and there's only one mode that you need to think about and what's going to be that mode pressure support and we're going to talk about that during our lecture and what are we going to do is we're going to integrate those three Ts with all these different modes. So we're going to talk about how do we trigger the vent, what's going to be our target based upon the mode, and how is the vent going to cycle? How is it going to terminate based upon what mode you're going to choose? So this is going to be the outline right here. And what I did was take everything in this diagram and I put it into words so some people like diagrams and some people just kind of like want to integrate it all together so what do i do up here i put the three t's the trigger the target and the termination which is how does the vent cycle and i put the main modes over here so what are going to be the first mode we talked about volume volume assist control so what did i do over here i just broke it down to a volume control and a volume assist so when it's VC, volume controlled, that means that it's all ventilator. So what is going to be the trigger? It's going to be the time. If you set the respiratory rate for 12, the patient gets 12 breaths. If you set the rate for 14, the patient gets 14 breaths. So it's a volume mode. So what is going to be the target in volume modes? It's going to be flow. Now, many of you probably just yelled out volume. And it's not wrong to say volume, but to be specific and correct, it really is flow. But hey, everyone, what is flow? It's volume over time. So you're partially right by just saying volume. But remember, let's say if you're in a volume assist control mode that you set a title volume for 500. Well. Once you set for 500, the 500 doesn't magically appear. That volume needs to flow into the lung. So that's what you're really gonna be targeting is that volume being delivered over a period of time into the lung. So what's gonna be the target is gonna be flow. And in volume control mode, what's gonna terminate the vent, terminate that breath, what's gonna cycle that breath is gonna be volume. So once you finally get the volume as it flows in, once you get that volume, then the the vent is going to cycle off. Next one is volume assist. And when you assist, that means it's patient effort. And what are going to be the two ways that we can trigger the vent? Uh, Number one could be pressure. That's what the P stands for here. It could be a pressure trigger. So it could be a pressure of negative two to make it more difficult. Negative three, negative four. Or you could have a flow trigger. Once again, what's flow? Volume over time. So when the patient is taking a breath in, that volume when he's breathing in is going to trigger the vent. So in assist, it could be it's from effort, either pressure or flow, flow being a little more sensitive than pressure. What's going to be the target? Because it's volume, it's going to be flow. What's going to make the vent cycle off? Because it's volume, it's going to be volume. Now we go to two sides of that same coin, but we're going to be talking about pressure, PAC. And I just broke it down to pressure control and pressure assist. If it's going to be controlled, what's going to trigger the vent? The time, the ventilator. You set the respiratory rate for 12, you get 12 breaths. Now, what's going to be the target? I mean, what are we targeting here? Where it's going to be pressure, PAC, so you're going to be targeting the pressure, the inspiratory pressure. So if I dial in a pressure of 20, what's going to be my target getting that pressure of 20. Now, what will tell the vent to cycle off? I mean, what's going to terminate the breath? Well, it's not going to be pressure, because if you get the pressure right away, you won't get time to get the volume in. So the key word is time, inspiratory time. So you set the pressure, And you'll also set the time how long you want that inspiratory breath for. Do you want it for one second? Do you want it for 0.9 seconds? And after you receive that time is finished, then the vent's going to what? Cycle on. So when we talk about pressure assist, the key word here is assist. So of course the triggering is going to be effort. It can be both a pressure trigger or flow trigger. Target, once again, is inspiratory pressure. And what's going to cycle off the vent is going to be inspiratory time. Once it's finished now, below this is pressure support, pressure support. So when we talk about pressure support, ventilation, the patient still needs to want trigger the vent. In fact, there's no time here because it's partial support. Remember, and how does the patient trigger the vent? The same two ways it can be a pressure trigger or it can be a flow trigger. Now, what's gonna be the target? The target's gonna be the inspiratory pressure. So you set a pressure support of what? 10 or 12. That's gonna be 10 or 12 above the PEEP if you give the patient PEEP. That's gonna be the inspiratory pressure. Now, in pressure support, what's gonna cycle the vent off is gonna be flow. So we don't put in inspiratory time here. So what happens, it's the pressure support mode. It's a percent of inspiratory flow. So when someone's taking a breath in, flow during that inspirations eventually going to slow down as we get to the end of inspiration. So you pick a percent of that inspiratory flow when the breath starts slowing down a little bit, so the vent will cycle off. So that's going to be what cycles the vent in pressure support is going to be a percent of inspiratory flow. Now, what do I do down here? I just gave the modes. I gave volume AC. And if you have volume AC, you could have pressure control, I'm sorry, volume control and volume assist, because it's VAC, volume control and volume assist. You can't have the modes of pressure control, pressure assist, or pressure support in these modes, and you can't be spontaneous. If you're in pressure assist control, you definitely could have pressure control and pressure assist. If you're in pressure support ventilation of course you could have pressure support or you may give them no support and they're going to spontaneously breathe then I kind of put in one dual control mode and it's going to be SIMV synchronized intermittent mechanical ventilation and we'll talk more about that in the slides to come but when we talk about the um, machine breasts, you can make them a volume SIMV or a pressure control SIMV. So, if let's say we use a volume AC SIMV, you could do volume control or volume assist, and of course, it combines that with a partial support mode, where you could have pressure support, or if you don't give any pressure support at all, it can be spontaneous almost. If you have a pressure control SIMV, you could do pressure control or pressure assist, and for the Supported breaths, if you give pressure, we call that pressure support, and of course you don't give any pressure, that's going to be almost like spontaneous breathing. So this is going to be putting a chart of the most common modes you're going to ask you on the critical care and pulmonary boards. So what are going to be these three t's you know when we talk about ventilator synchrony well we talked about the trigger so remember when we talk about triggering there are two ways to do it number one it could be from the ventilator itself that's what's gonna be controlled we set the respiratory rate trigger it could be from the patient And there's two ways to do it these are assisted so it could be pressure or flow when we talk about the target well if pressure let's say you're in a pac mode pressure is going to be the Independent variable, we have to set pressure, the inspiratory pressure as the target. We have to set things such as the rise time, how long it takes to get there, and the inspiratory time as far as how long they have to take the breath in. So these are things that we're going to set when we're in our pressure control mode. If you're in a volume control mode, then of course, what's going to be the target is going to be flow. It's going to be flow, but what are things that you need to set when you're in a volume control mode, of course, the volume, you need to set the inspiratory flow, how much volume over a period of time, are they going to get? And one other thing you need to set in a volume AC mode is going to be the ramp. How do you want to give that, you know, that flow in a decelerating ramp a square accelerating or sinusoidal and we'll talk about those in a moment and the last is going to be how do we terminate the breath how do we cycle the breath well in the vac mode it's going to be when the volume is given in the pac mode it's after that inspiratory time is done in a pressure support mode it's going to be a percent of that inspiratory flow and remember pressure doesn't cycle the vent, you know, pressure is more of an alarm mode. So when you have high pressures, it sets off an alarm itself. And when we talk about flow rate, so when we go back up to target, and we talk about inspiratory flow. I mean, most people ask me, well, how, what is usually our inspiratory flow? And it's usually somewhere between 60 and 120 liters per minute when we talk about inspiratory flow. Most of my patients on mechanical ventilation are going to have an inspiratory flow of somewhere between 60 and 70 liters per minute. But when we talk about, you know, making the patient more comfortable on the ventilator, maybe their air hunger, sometimes we increase that inspiratory flow. And this is what we're going to be referring to. So when we talk about ventilators, I always think about the big four when we talk about ventilator settings. So you know, we're going to, of course, get that arterial blood gas. We're going to see what the P little aO2 is, the partial pressure for arterial oxygen. We're going to look at the O2 stat. And of course, if we get an ABG, we're going to look at the PACO2. And of course, the two things on the ventilator that we always need to look at and uh, to help adjust oxygenation is going to be the FiO2 and the PEEP. And when we want to adjust the CO2, it's going to be the tidal volume or the respiratory rate and of course when you multiply the tidal volume times respiratory rate we're going to be talking about min- ventilation so these are always going to be the big four settings that we commonly ask our fellows and residents when we do rounds in the icu what's the fao 2 what's the peep what's your tidal volume and what's your respiratory rate but now we're going to take it to a deeper level so before we get started on individual settings, I do want to say that no one ventilator setting has been proven better than another. You know, that's why two sides of the same coin. But what is going to be a very common initial setting, I think most people agree that you walk through your ICU, most people are on volume AC mode, their FiO2 will probably start off at 100. You want to decrease that FiO2 as safely and quickly as possible. You know, for someone not in ARDS, their tidal volumes will be probably 8 to 12 mLs per kilogram. Most of us will pick a decelerating ramp, though I probably would pick a square waveform myself, you know? Especially if I'm going to be ending up looking at, you know, uh, making sure to get a set consistent flow going into the lungs itself. So, square waveform and decelerating are probably the more typical flow patterns, though there is accelerating and sinusoidal. Inspiratory flow, like I mentioned, if you're on that volume AC mode, is going to be what? Somewhere between 60 and 70 liters per minute. Respiratory rates somewhere between 12 and 16, PEEP probably starting at 5. And later on, we'll talk about how do we titrate the PEEP. And of course, that leads them talking about plateau pressures. So, so some are some broad guidelines to initiate mechanical ventilation. Well, what are going to be those primary goals? You know, of course, adequate oxygenation and ventilation, reduce the work of breathing, making sure the patients can be synchronous with the ventilator, avoiding those high peak pressures and of course we want to set the FiO2 probably on the higher side initially then titrate down tidal volumes of course initially around 8 to 12 but look at the bullet point below it anytime you suspect ARDS you definitely want to pick lower tidal volumes somewhere between six to eight mls per kilogram of body weight it's really tough just to turn that tidal volume all the way down to six right away. So it's going to be in that range from six to eight mLs per kilogram of body weight. And of course, the counteract effects of the lung protective strategy from the permissive hypercapnia, we do add things such as PEEP, positive and expiratory pressure, and we'll talk more about that. So PEEP is going to be our our go-to, especially when we're talking about people with ARDS. And I put this right here because Going through this pandemic, definitely with alpha strain and delta strain, that there was atypical ARDS, and you know these are some of the individuals that really didn't benefit from cranking up the PEEP because we know that when we talk about COVID 19, it loves to clot, and who knows, it could have been more of that dead space physiology relative to the shunt physiology, which is why you know cranking up the PEEP like we did in most cases of ARDS didn't always benefit these patients. You know in general you always want to choose a ventilator setting that you know that you don't want to limit the expiratory time avoid choosing a vent setting that limits the expiratory time because that will lead to air trapping it could cause auto peep it could cause worsening auto peep and of course one of the most important things is that if someone has poor oxygenation inadequate ventilations high peak and plateau pressures of course are they synchronized with the ventilator And before, you know, we're talking about playing with the ventilator, which we will together, things to consider is, of course, sedation, analgesia, and in some cases, not all cases, thinking about um, neuromuscular blocking agents. So what are going to be common ventilator modes in my ICU? Well, I just put this down here to show maybe this is like your ICU also. For full vent support, It's nothing's going to change. VAC and PAC modes. You know, if we're doing a wean, a spontaneous breathing trial, either or, we think about pressure support. You know, the, the dual control modes that I use consistently are probably going to be SIMB. Or it's going to be PRVC, pressure regulated volume control. All right, are we ready now? It took a while, but let's get some warm-up questions going uh, when it comes to ventilators. So here we go. Clinical question, ventilator graphs showing pressure, which is gonna be in the upper, and flow, which is gonna be in the lower, as a function of time are shown. Which of the following ventilator modes is being used? Is it gonna be A, assist-controlled, B, pressure-assist-controlled, C, PRBC? the proportional assist control ventilation. I'll give you a moment to think about that. So number one, this is going to be pressure on the top. This is going to be flow on the bottom. And it looks like this pressure is not going to be the independent variable because the shape of the pressure, you know, the the pressure curves up here. If it's going to be pressure control, you're pretty much going to get almost a straight line going up. But when I look at the flow over here, well, the flow looks very, very what consistent. So it looks like flow tends to be the independent variable and the pressure is dependent upon the flow. So when I look at these choices here, D, proportional assist uh, ventilation, well, the shape of that is not indicative of the right answer. And proportional assist, it starts off kind of like a pressure support, which this is not. And then all of a sudden it switches to a, you know, kind of like a volume control mode. So this is now what the shape indicates. Is it pressure regulated volume control? Well, if it was pressure regulated, well, you definitely gonna see different wave. You're gonna see more of a straight line when we talk about the pressure waveforms over here, because you're gonna choose different pressures to give you that set volume. So this doesn't look like PRVC itself, you know, and also in PRVC, you know, the, the inspiratory pressure may be higher or lower depending upon, are you reaching that target volume? So it really comes down to A and B. And like I said, because of the fact that the volume, the flow seems to be very, you know, uh, independent, the pressure becomes the dependent variable. So this over here looks like volume assist control ventilation, VAC. So when we talk about VAC, remember a couple things. That number one, I put in the, the arrows that, you know, you have that nice fixed inspiratory flow going over here. And over here, it looks like the dependent, you know, variable is going to be pressure. And when we talk about volume assist control breaths, they're triggered by time or effort. The target's always going to be the flow. And what cycles the vent off on volume assist control? It's going to be the volume. What about this one? How about which ventilator mode is shown here? So, on the top, it looks like we have flow. On the bottom, we have pressure. And the modes are going to be BAC, B is PAC, C is going to be APRV, airway pressure release ventilation. We haven't talked about that yet. And D, once again, proportional assist ventilation. So, looking at this, you know, pressure is now on the bottom, but look at the inspiration, look at the pressure. It's almost like a set pressure going up here with a set inspiratory time. And when I'm looking at flow, it doesn't have that consistent flow going, you know, from breath to breath, even though there's only two breaths gonna be here. So when I look at the answer choices, this doesn't look like proportional assist ventilation, which starts off as pressure support, then switches to a a volume control mode. You know, this is not gonna be airway pressure release ventilation. We didn't talk about it yet, but it's going to have a huge inspiratory time with a very small expiratory time. That's not this. And because I could tell that pressure seems to be the independent variable, flow is going to be dependent. This has to be what? PAC. So the answer here is going to be B. So I wanted to show some graphs over here of PAC mode. You could look on this ventilator, see how the straight line going up right here, just like when we talk about this diagram on the question. And you could see the mode when you see the flow, you know, it's not gonna be that consistent flow. You can tell that flow is gonna be what? It's gonna be dependent upon the pressure. So in a PAC mode, what triggers the vent? Time or effort? What's the target? Inspiratory pressure, what cycles? The vent off, the breath off is going to be that inspiratory time. And I put a little cartoon here comparing these two modes once again, that if it's going to be volume control, look at the volume down here in blue, it's going to be that straight line going up and down. Look at the flow, very consistent inspiratory time. And when we talk about, um, pressure over here, the pressure is curved going up. Just like when we went back here, look at that curve in the pressure. When we talk about pressure control, you can see the pressure over here in red is that more of that straight line going up, just like in the ventilator graph, and the volume has kind of that curved shape to it. And when you look at the flow, notice how the flow has that curve to it that you can see right here when you look at the ventilator itself. So with that being said, let's go. So when we talk about volume assist control mode, what do you need to know for the boards? What do you need to set? So once again, you need to set the peak flow rate in liters per minute. What do we say? Most of the time it starts off at what? 60 liters per minute, but it goes all the way up to around 120, if not higher. You gotta pick the flow pattern. How do you wanna give the breath? You know, do you wanna give a square wave form, which is very common? You could see it up here in the graph. Or do you want to give that decelerating ramp because inspiration will ease off at the end. You want to pick the tidal volume, you got to pick a respiratory rate, and of course, the PEEP and the FIO2. These are the things that you need to set when you use the VAC mode. And of course, when you talk about the I to E ratio, well, it really depends, you know. By increasing the inspiratory flow time, that will give you more time to what? breathe out so indirectly you're affecting that ide ratio depending upon how fast you're giving the breath you're giving the volume on inspiration now one thing i do want to mention over here is that when you're in the vac mode yes it's one of the most common modes i said many times pressure is a dependent variable and in vac mode when we use a square waveform right here you could look at something called a stress Index. Now, I'm kind of like throwing a little curve all your way over here. But when we talk about the stress index, this is going to be something that we use by looking at the graphs itself and seeing how compliant or not the lungs are going to be. This is going to be very important when we talk about things like ARDS. So what do I mean by the stress index? I'm going to look at this, the pressure curves over here. So this pressure curve, this is a nice one over here. And you can look at the graph over here. Is this going to be normal? looks just like, you know, up here. But when you analyze, you know, the inspiratory um, pressure, that if it kind of has this curve going up this way, it could be considered being a little bit over-distended. Or if it curves the shape, you know, kind of towards the right, you know, you could say that you're under-recruiting. So we call evaluation the shape of the inspiratory pressure uh what we call the stress index and it's very similar to something we're going to be talking about called the driving pressure and why do we even think about driving pressure or stress index well it's to evaluate compliance of the lung you know what i mean so how do i take this evaluation and switch it to clinical management of the patient well you know if the lung is going to be over distended, think of the alveoli being over distended, you're going to turn down the tidal volume. Now, if it looks like it's going to be under distended based on the shape over here, well, what can you do is give it a little more peep. So if it's over distended, turn down the tidal volume. If it's going to be, you know, um, under recruited, give them a little peep. And this is one way to kind of figure out that sweet spot between tidal volume and peep. So that's my Beyond the Pearls tip over here, is that, you know, what's the old school way when someone comes in with something like ARDS is we memorize tidal volume 6 to 8 mLs per kilogram of body weight, PEEP, based upon a PEEP chart and FAO2. But to really find that perfect balance between, well, how low should I go with the tidal volume and how high I should go with the PEEP, there are different ways to do it now. There's a calculating way called the driving pressure, which we're gonna talk about tomorrow. And then there's a way to evaluate the graph itself called the stress index but you have to be in a vac mode and it has to be a square waveform to actually look at these curves and once again if you're over distended turn down the tidal volume you're not recruiting enough increase the peep so what about pac mode and you know you know i'm looking at the time we might go over just a little bit i want to make sure i'm on on the right track for you folks for tomorrow so when we talk about pac mode well Number one, what are we going to have to set? We have to set the inspiratory time, inspiratory pressure and time. So we have to know what pressure they should go up to and for how long they're going to be in that inspiratory pressure. We're going to set the respiratory rate. We're going to set the PEEP and we're going to set the FiO2. And of course, tidal volume during this time is going to be, you know, it's going to be variable. You can have a variable minute ventilation during this time. So When we talk about the PAC mode, the peak airway pressures is going to be constant during pressure-limited ventilation. So what does it mean? Is that, let's say someone comes in, you set an inspiratory pressure of 20. That's going to be 20 above the PEEP. The PEEP is 10. You're going to have a peak airway pressure of what? 30. And being very familiar with the graphs. So Let's apply this tricky question over here, you know. Um, so someone comes in and they're going to be a 38-year-old man with COVID pneumonia. They're paralyzed on what? Pressure assist control ventilation with a rate of 20, set inspiratory pressure of 20, producing a tidal volume of 490 mLs. At 130 p.m., you can see the graph down here, his vital signs were stable on no pressors. His, you know, his O2 stat was 94% on 50% FiO2. And then at 3 pm you can see down here you're called to the room because ventilator alarms are sounding the blood pressure is dropping his o2 sats now 83 percent and we're looking at these graphs So once again, how do I know they're in a PAC mode? Look at the pressure. It's very, almost a straight line going up. Look at the volume over here. It's not going to be that per se straight line going up with the volume. So this is a PAC mode over here. So what do I notice that's going to be different at 1.30 p.m. uh, compared to three o'clock is going to be the flow, especially the expiratory flow. What is flow? Volume over time. So what happens to flow? It looks like it's decreased both on inspiration and expiration. And what happens to the expiratory flow compared to what happened at 130? Does it look shorter or is it getting longer? Yeah, it looks like it's getting what? Longer. So what is the question here? The question is, what are you gonna do? So should we suction this patient? Should we diurese this patient? Should we place a chest tube in this patient? Should we find if there's gonna be a leak in the circuit? So the key reason why I put this here is because tomorrow we're gonna be talking about peak and plateau pressures. And what happens and why do we measure peak and plateau pressures is because of the fact that we wanna know When the vent's making all these noises, is there a compliance problem or is there a resistance problem? Well, when we think of peak and plateau pressures, historically, I usually think about those in a volume mode. It's hard to think about those in a pressure control mode. But truth be told, everyone, you could measure peak and plateau pressures in both a VAC and PAC mode. So when we talk about Why did I put this question here? If you are setting the inspiratory pressure, you really can't use peak and plateau pressures per se by looking to help evaluate what's going wrong with this patient. So what do we use when someone is on the PAC mode and we're not gonna be measuring those peak and plateaus directly? You look for the expiratory flow. And expiratory flow is gonna tell you, is it gonna be a resistance problem or a compliance problem. And what does it mean if the expiratory flow is gonna be long, prolongated, it's gonna be a problem with what? Resistance. Versus the expiratory flow being shortened compared to when it was normal, shortened is gonna be more of a compliance problem. So what's happening here is that all of a sudden on the same settings, patient's not getting volume. So if they're not getting volume, then we have to look at the flow. And you look at the expiratory flow, if it's going to be prolongated, think of resistance. If it's going to be shortened, think of compliance. So what are we going to do in this case over here? Well, it's not going to be diuresis. That's CHF. It's not going to be a chest tube. We're not worried about a pneumothorax. We're not going to try to find the leak. You know, what are we are going to do? Yes. This is someone that you want to suction the patient. It's going to be a resistance in the tube problem. Excellent. And, you know, I put into words what we're talking about, what's gonna be the most important thing is realizing that in the PAC mode, though you can measure peak and plateaus, just looking at the graphs, we use the expiratory flow to figure out kind of the, is it compliance or is it gonna be resistance? Good. And of course, I want to say in the vac mode what do we do right away we would kind of measure that peak and plateau pressures which we're going to talk a lot about tomorrow and help determine what is going to be the issue depending upon the pattern of the peak and plateau pressures now i want to maybe just talk a little bit about pressure support and then we'll end up on talking a one more mode over there. I know I went over a little bit, but I want to make sure I don't have to rush tomorrow. So pressure support ventilation, everyone, is going to be partial support, right? And when we think about pressure support ventilation, what are you going to set for the boards? You need to pick the inspiratory pressure. When they trigger the vent, what is that inspiratory pressure? What's going to cycle the vent off? You need to pick the percent of decreased inspiratory flow. So above this line is inspiratory flow. So you pick Will they cycle off at 40%, 50%, 25%, 10%? You pick the percent of inspiratory flow when the vent's going to be cycling off. You also, in support ventilation, you need to pick the, pick the PEEP, pick the FiO2. And remember, the patient must trigger each breath. We do not set a respiratory rate. And of course, because of this, tidal volumes, minute ventilation are going to be the dependent variables. And one thing I put down here is that when we do pressure support, you know, ventilation, you know, of course, we're thinking about that for a spontaneous breathing trial for weaning that of course, one thing you can do is put a tube compensator. And what is a tube compensator is of course the the endotracheal tube is dead space, you know, and there are things that when you're doing a pressure support trial, it would compensate for that ET tube when you give those pressure support breaths and there's another mode I just want to mention once, you know, I wouldn't say it's the highest yield for the boards, but you may have come across this. it's called volume support ventilation. Very similar to pressure support, but the key thing here is that you will pick a tidal volume and you pick a peep. So we use a lot of volume support during COVID. So we have to keep on going in the room to decrease the pressure support, decrease the pressure support. What we do in volume support is You say we want the patient to get maybe a tidal volume of 500. So we let the patient work, and if they need a little extra pressure just to hit that tidal volume, then the machine will do that. So it's another way to self lean the patient off here, uh, just to consider volume support. So let's do one of these favorites for the board exams, which is gonna be mark the correct statement regarding the signal to cycle the breath in different modes. So it's gonna be summarizing it. So which one is gonna be the correct statement, everyone? Is inspiratory time gonna cycle, you know, you know, terminate uh, the breath in the volume assist control mode? The answer is no. What's gonna cycle the vent? It's gonna be volume. Is pressure? going to cycle the vent in a pressure assist control mode? The answer is no. It's going to be what? Time. Is it going to be a change in flow in a pressure support ventilation that will cycle the vent? That sounds pretty good. Will it be the same signal in every breath in synchronized intermittent mechanical ventilation? No, because that's going to be a full support plus a partial support. You're going to be two different things. Or E, is it flow in both vac and pac and the answer is no so the answer here with cycles of end and pressure support mode is percent of flow and that's exactly how they're going to ask the questions on the board exams what about this one you are asked to review the following ventilator graphics over here so looks like the pressure is pretty consistent as far as inspiration but the time is variable. So if it was going to be a pressure control mode, the inspiratory time needs to be set. And all of a sudden you have, of course, the dependent variable, which is volume, different volumes all over the place. So therefore different flows. So looking at this graph, which is the right answer, which combination of ventilator mode and patient ventilator asynchrony is displayed? Now, what are they talking about this asynchrony? It looks like patient is breathing and suddenly I see a big gap right here. uh Oh, something happened right here. I don't see any flow. And I don't see any volume. So is this going to be uh, pressure support ventilation with evidence of ineffective triggering? Hmm. I kind of like this trigger trigger, but no trigger here. I, I like that choice. Is this pressure support ventilation with double triggering? Well, Double triggering be breath after breath. I really don't see that here. So it can't be B. Is this gonna be SIMB with volume control as the full vent support? Well, this can't be volume control given look at the pressure line over here. It's almost like a set pressure. So and the volume doesn't look like it's a set volume or flow. So it can't be volume SIMV, so that's gonna be a wrong answer. And D, once again, volume control, you know, plus pressure support with the ineffective triggering. Well, I like the second part of this answer, but once again, this is not a volume control, you know, full vent support SIMV. So the answer here is gonna be what? Pressure support. And I like this, because you see the the different inspiratory time, because the inspiratory time is not set on pressure support ventilation, the patient dictates that. So the right answer here is gonna be, Hey. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Pearls podcast from Inside the Boards. This podcast is executive produced by Christopher Brightigan and Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Ours longa, Vita Brevis.